So, a time where all of us will experience great joy and, and many, many brachas. And um, as we have been doing, we're dedicating this year in the hope that Harab Yosef Yitzhak and Simachasia will experience a Rifua Shalema Ukreva and, um, and, and everything good. Um, this Sicha is again not your Babi Sicha. And when you get to the point in the Sicha, which might be at the very beginning, where you're like, oh, I'm never going to be able to follow this, stick with it. You will, we will, we'll be able to power through. Um, as we all know, there are many different, you could say, genres of Sichas. Uh, this one falls into the Sichas that the Rebbe taught uh, in analyzing the Rambam. Um, now, the Sicha begins with a pasuk from this week's Parsha. Uh, probably one of the most iconic psukim in all of the Torah, you shall make for me a, a tabernacle. Uh, you should make for me a, a place where I can dwell and I will dwell amongst you. Okay? Um, and from this pasuk, the Rebbe through a very close analysis of the Rambam's halachos and how he uses this pasuk uh, is mechadesh something, uh, it's very, very novel, that this pasuk actually includes um, all of the iterations of the bias for Hashem. So whether it was the Mishkan in the Midbar or the Mishkan in Shilai or the Mishkan, or the Mishkan in Noiv or in Givain or the first base of Middash or the second base of Middash or the third base of Middash, they're all of one cloth. Um, so we're going to begin. This is Truma Gimel, Chelek Tezayin, and um, Seif Aleph. In our Pasuk, from the Pasuk, you shall make for me a, uh, a mikdash, a sanctified place, and I will dwell amongst you. So jumping off of this Pasuk, the Rambam teaches us in his portion of Halachas called Hilchas Beis HaBachira, which are all about the Beis HaMikdash, the Rambam says as follows. Mitzvah's asay is a positive commandment. La asay is bias la Hashem to create a home for Hashem. Muchan liyos makrivim boy hakabanis that will be ready and available and a proper place for offering up sacrifices. Shenemar, as it says in the Torah of Asturli Mikdash, the pasuk from our parsha, and you shall make for me a sanctuary. And the Rambam continues to say, and we have already seen what is written in the Torah, concerning the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu fashioned, and that Mishkan was a temporary Mishkan, as it says in Parshas Re'eh, because you did not come yet to the place of resting and the place of inheritance that I have for you. So that Pasuk in the Torah is delineating a difference between the Mishkan, which was a temporary structure, and the 
the Bateim Nikdash, that would be when Bnei Yisrael come, El HaMenuchav, El HaNachala, when they come in their final resting place and to their uh, birthright, their inheritance. So that's what the Rambam says in Hilchos Beis Habachira. He says it's a positive commandment to build a home for Hashem. And he says, and we learn this from the Pasuk in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Truma, Ba'asuli Mikdash. And he also distinguishes between that iteration of a house for Hashem and what would come later, as the Torah says, this Mishkan would be temporary because you have not yet come. At, the, at this moment, the Parsha Sreya Hashem says, you have not yet come. But when you look in the Rambam's laws concerning kings, over there, the Rambam extrapolates about this mitzvah from a different pasuk altogether. So again, in Hilchas Beis Habachira, in the halachos concerning the chosen house of Hashem, he extrapolates the mitzvah from the pasuk in our parsha. In Hilchas Malachim, he writes as follows: Shalosh mitzvahs nitzdabu Yisrael b'shask nisasan la'aretz. There are three mitzvahs that were commanded to the Jews when they came into the land of Israel. And he delineates what those three mitzvahs are. We'll soon go into this. And the last one is the livnois beis habachira, and to build the chosen home of Hashem, meaning the beis habikdash. Shenemar, and there he cites another pasuk from the same parak in Re'e, but a little bit earlier. And this pasuk is the Shechnoi Tidrashu Uvasa Shama. You shall seek the Shechina, you shall seek God's presence, and you should come there. And that's the pasuk that the Rambam cites in Hilchos Melachim, in the laws regarding kings. And there's a well-known question about this. Why does the Rambam not bring the same pasuk as a proof text for the mitzvah of building a Beis HaMikdash in Hilchas Melachim as he brought in Hilchas Beis HaBachira? If in Hilchas Beis HaBachira, he says that's where we learn the mitzvah of building a Beis HaMikdash, why does he then trot out another pasuk in Hilchas Melachim? That's the question so far. And the Rebbe says this is a well-known question. And in fact, the Rebbe is going to give us an answer, uh, a teretz, a, a way of reconciling this from the Lecha Mishnah. The Lecha Mishnah, Tiret, Shapasuk Vasulim Mikdash, Medaber Bemishkan Hamidbar. So the Chamishna approaches it in the following way. He says, the Pasuk in our parsha that devolves upon the situation in the desert, in the sanctuary that was built in the Midbar. But the Pasuk that, that the Rambam cites in Hilchas Melochim from Parsha Surah, that Pasuk, Koi al Mishkan Shiloi. That devolves upon the Mishkan that would be built in Shiloh, that would be only after they came into Eretz Yisrael. Kamesha Pirish Rashi, like Rashi on that Pasuk says, since it was in Shiloh, and since it was 
a mitzvah in Shila, and it was a mitzvah in the Midbar. Then for sure, it's a mitzvah also to build the Batei Mikdash. Okay. But this is not understood. Once the Rambam listed the building of a house for Hashem in Hilchus Beis HaBechira as a positive mitzvah, because one of the rules of the Rambam is when he lists the mitzvahs, is that he only lists mitzvahs that are for all time. It has to be L'dayres. So if the Rambam himself tells us that when he delineates the mitzvahs, he delineates the mitzvahs that are the dairies, why in Beis HaBechira, in the Hilchas Beis HaBechira, would he have chosen the Pasuk from our Parsha that seems to devolve only upon a certain time in history, the 40 years in the, in the Midbar? And beyond that, it's hard to understand the, you know, the thesis of the Lecha Mishnah, that when the Rambam speaks about this mitzvah in the section of his codex that is called Beis HaBechira, meaning all about the Beis HaMikdash, Meaning that that whole section, the whole content of that section is about the positive mitzvah for all time to build a base of mitzvah. Then why? Why over there would he use the proof text of a mitzvah that seems to devolve, that seems to refer only to the time in the, in the Mishkan? And then when he talks about this mitzvah in the part of his code that deals with kings, that the name of that portion of his halachis reflects the content, meaning that it's all about the kings. Over there, it's mostly about the mitzvah of appointing a king. There, he brings the pasuk from her A, which says you shall seek his, his resting place. You should seek the Shechina. The Myra, which seems to speak of Mishkan Shiloh Beis Elohim. That is speaking about the Mishkan in Shiloh and the Batei Mikdash. Why, why would he do that? In other words, in Hilchas Beis HaBechira, that's the main place it would seem that the Rambam is addressing the mitzvah of building a Beis HaMikdash. So it would seem that that's where he should bring the Pasuk from Re'e which speaks of the Batei Mikdash once you go into Eretz Yisrael. Instead, over there, he brings the Pasuk from Ar Parsha, which is referring to the Mishkan and the Midbar. And in Hilchas Melachim, in the Halachos about kings, where it would seem that the building of the Beis HaMikdash is a tangential detail rather than the central theme, because the central theme is about appointing a king. Over there, he brings the Pasuk from Re'e, that talks about the Batei Mikdash in Israel, starting with the Mishkan and Shiloh. So those are the questions so far in Si'if Aleph, Si'if Beis. L'chayra efshar l'taritz. We might be able to explain it this way. Shabihil chaz beis ha-bechira hei diya rambam es ha-pasuk v'asir le-mikdash, loi kitzibor yalam mishkan, 
We might be able to explain it by saying that the reason why the Rambam brings in Hilchos Beis Habachira, the puzzle from our Parsha, is because here the Rambam is not relating to it in a narrow lens, through a narrow lens that this is what was commanded to them in the Midbar, but rather as the citation, as the proof text from which we learn about the general mitzvah of building a house for Hashem. As is written in Midrashim, this is the, that the Midrash tells us that this puzzle teaches us about all of the other Bate Midrash. But if we were to adopt this explanation for why the Rambam does that, then we have a question on the other side, which is, So if this is categorically the mitzvah that devolves upon the Jews through all of the generations and applies to all of the iterations of a house for Hashem, then why would the Rambam use another pasuk in Hilchas Melachim when he's talking about this mitzvah? Why there would he use the mitzvah, the pasuk from Re'e, you shall seek out Hishkina and you should come there. In other words, if it's so simple that is clearly the pasuk in the Torah that speaks about this mitzvah and is the source, so why use any other pasuk? Why use the other pasuk in Hilchas Melachim? And even more, there is a difficulty. When you look at the style of the how the Rambam writes these halachis, mashma it seems the hilchas malachim that the the source of what the Rambam writes in hilchas malachim and the laws regarding kings who mina medrash, it's from a medrash. Over there, the Medrash Taka brings down the puzzle from our parsha of Asul Mikdash, Le'inyan Beis Hamikdash, regarding the idea of building a Beis Hamikdash, Vizeh L'Shainai. And now the Chab is going to cite the Medrash. The Medrash says like this, Al Shloisha Devarim Nitztabu Yisrael Bechnisasan La'aretz. There are three things that B'nai Yisrael were commanded concerning these mitzvahs once they enter the land of Israel. The first, the first is to appoint a king. The and to build a, a, a bias for Hashem, to build a chosen place for Hashem. And to cut off or exterminate the seed of Amalek. Then the Medrash brings the Psukim from the Torah to back up this claim. Uh, the mitzvah to appoint a king is found in the Pasuk, you shall appoint upon, you should put upon yourselves a king. To build the base habachira, to build the base hamikdash, as it is written in our parsha, and third, to cut off or to exterminate the seed of Amalek, like it says, and it will be when Hashem will give you rest, you shall completely erase any 
memory of Amalek. So in this limud, in this teaching, when the Medrash is teaching us this thing about the three mitzvahs that devolve upon the Jews when they come into Eretz Yisrael, when the Medrash is finding the source for the base Habakhira, it uses this pasuk basuli mitzvah. V'im kein, and if so, lama shina harambam behilchas malachim min halimut b'medrash behilchas beis habachira. So now we have even a bigger question. We already had a question as to why the Rambam would not use va'asuli mitzvah shchanti b'seicham throughout. Wherever he speaks about building the beis hamikdash, why doesn't he use consistently this pasuk? But we now have even a bigger question. Because the Rebbe says, if you look at this Midrash, you could see that this Midrash is the source of what the Rambam teaches in Hilchis Milachim. And if so, why does he, in very clear fashion, digress from what the Midrash says, and instead of using the proof text that the Midrash gives, which is Va'asuli Midrash, and which is what the Rambam himself uses in Hilchis Beis HaBachira, instead, he chooses to use another puzzle. Why? Why does he do it? And he chooses to learn about the commandment to build the base of from the Pasuk in Parshas Re'eh, which is different from the Medrash from which he seems to have imported that halacha, and also different from what he does in Hilchais Beis Habachira. Why does he digress in Hilchais Molach? That's the questions from Seif Beis. Gimel. Gam tzarech lahavin. More questions. We also have to understand. We have actually a very clear pasuk regarding building a base hamikdash. And it's not like the pasuk from our parsha asuli mikdash that Al Pipshat is referring to the mishkan. In the desert, right? And what is that pasuk? That pasuk is This is a pasuk also from Re'ei, and it will be that place that Hashem will choose to rest His name, to rest His presence. And like it's written in the Gemara, and in the Medrash that teaches us halacha, there's Medrash that, that fills in details and, el- and elongates stories and teaches us concepts. And then the Sifri is the part of the Medrash that focuses on halacha and, and in, the, in the Gemara. And in the Sifri, this is the pasuk that is kind of um, identified as the root of the mitzvah to build a base of Middash. And if so, lama loy hevi arampa pasuk zeh. Why didn't the Rambam not embrace this pasuk? Why didn't he do it Bereish Halachas Helchos Beis Abachira? Why doesn't he use this pasuk Vahaya Malkam Ashayif Charshem Alkecha Boy Lashak and Shmai Sham? Why doesn't he use it in Beis Abachira? Ha'eskib and Mitzvah and Ahegas the Dairis, which we said is all about a mitzvah that is done throughout the generations and not just in one place, the midbar. Why does the Rambam use the pasuk for Asuli Mikdash at all? Is our new question. 
Now, because of Mishnah Tirates, the Mefarish on the on the Rambam Kesef Mishnah explains Shaladas Rambam that in the thought process of the Rambam, this pasuk Vahayahamokan, this pasuk from Parshas Re'ei, Loi Neamar Beteres Tiburi Albini Beis Hamidash. The Rambam, different from the Gemara and different from the Medrash and the Sifri, does not agree that this pasuk that we just cited, again from Re'ei Yud Beis Vahayahamokan Mashayiv Chashem Elkecha Boy Lishakin Shmei Sham, the Rambam does not agree that this is a pasuk. That is a commandment, but rather he sees it that it's more a narrative than a commandment. That the Torah is telling us that where do you have to bring karbanas in the place that Hashem chooses? So why would the Gemara and the Sifri? differ from the Rambam, what is their reckoning, what is their thought process, the Kesef Mishnah explains that when the Gemara and the Sifri cite this Pasuk, it's only because they want to show that in the trajectory of the three mitzvahs, obliterating Amalek comes before the building of the Beis HaMikdash. But this pasuk is not the actual root commandment for building a base hamikdash. Okay, But according to what the Kesef Mishnah explains, on top of the fact that it's a little bit difficult still to understand why the Rambam used Vasuli Mikdash because he, in his klolim, in his rules, in his axioms regarding how he reckons the mitzvahs, etc., he says he talks about the mitzvahs of Arladiris for all time. And also a rule, Shadarka Lahavi Hadrasha Hapshuta that as a rule, Rambam chooses to bring the simplest explanation. Even if it's not found in the Gemara. So it would have to be also in our case. And here it doesn't seem to be the case. Kasha is another thing that's difficult. Okay, let's put aside the um, the base the Hilchas base Abachira, but why didn't the Rambam bring this pasuk that the Gemara and Sifri bring to 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 to, to prove that you have to obliterate Amalek before you build a base Hamidrash? Why didn't the Rambam bring that same pasuk in Hilchas Malachim? Again, to prove the same thing that there is an order. So those are the questions so far. Here's the good news. It's really all going to get tied up very neatly. Dalit. Gam Daruj Biur. We also need an explanation We need another explanation for another part of the halachas of building the, the, the bias for Hashem. After the Rambam finishes his first halacha. Then he writes, Ukfar Nisparish it's, uh, it's already been written in the Torah, Mishkan about the Mishkan that Meshavenu 
fashioned. Bahaya Lafisha, we did this already, this is a review, and this was only temporary, as it says, because you have not yet come to your resting place and to your inheritance. That's halacha aleph in Hilchas Beis Habechira. Halacha Beis, Kibanch and Nichnesula Aritz, when the Jews went into Eretz Yisrael, Hemidu Hamishkan Begilgal, they set up a Mishkan in the place called Gilgal, Arba Asri Shana, and that Mishkan lasted for fourteen years, during the time. During the time that they conquered the land of Israel and they divided it into parcels for the different Shvatim and the different families. And from there, from there they came to Shiloi. And in Shiloi, they built a completely different kind of resting place for Hashem. This was not like in the Mishkan, something that was transportable and easily broken down and put up again, kind of like Lego. No, this was made, and, and the one in Gilgal was also similarly built to be kind of a temporary structure, but in Gilgal, they built it out of stone. And they spread the Uriahs, the curtains from the Mishkan above it. And even though it was a structure made out of stone, there was no ceiling, but rather the, the covering, uh, the overhead covering was made out of the Uriahs, the curtains of the Mishkan. Vishin shana amad Mishkan And the Mishkan stood in Shilai for 369 years. And when the famous Kayin um, Gadol Eli died, it was destroyed. Uba Linoiv. And then they transported the house of worship for Hashem to Noiv, Ubanu Sham Mikdash, and there they built a Mikdash, Ukashame Shmuel, and when Shmuel Hanavi passed, Kharav, it was destroyed in Noiv, Ubo Legivoin. They came to Givoin, Ubanu Sham Mikdash, and they built there a Mikdash, Umikivoin, Bo Lebeis Ailamin. And from Givoin, they came to the eternal house, meaning Yerushalayim. And the, the sum of years that there was a, mishka, a, a mikdash in Noiv and a Givain was Sheva Vachamishim Shana, was 57 years. Okay? This is Halacha Beis in Hilchos Beis Habachira. So the Rebbe asks, you could probably already intuit what the Rebbe is going to ask. Mikasha, and it's difficult. Sefer Hayad La Rambam It's very well known that the Mishnah Torah otherwise known as a Sefer Yad, is a compendium of halachis. So what difference does it make, la halacha, where the different Batei Mikdash were and how long they stood there? It would seem that this belongs in a history book rather than in a codex of law. Why does the Rambam include this? The Rabbi says it's true. It's true that the source of what the Rambam does in, in, in Halacha Beis comes from the Mishnah in Zebachim. 
אבל במשנה יש להם כמה עניינים שאינם הלכיס. But in Mishnah, in general, we find many things that are not halachis, whereas in the Rambam's Yad HaChazaka, in the Rambam's Mishnah Torah, it's all halacha. It's, it's, it's halacha, and it's halacha psukais. It's basically, you know, lamaisa almost. So first question is, why do we need this history lesson in halacha base? How does this jibe? with the Rambam's overall style and, 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 and stated mandate. This is a halacha, a halacha book, not a history book. Yesera Mizu, more than this, gam b'mishneh, inyan seder ha'binyanim lo'i bak hesipor devarim ba'alma. In the Mishnah, even in the Mishnah, where yet, yes, we do find sometimes that there are other things besides halachas, but when the Mishnah speaks about these things, it doesn't come simply as a narrative. But rather, it comes in conjunction with halachis and specific laws. Dinim. The Rebbe now cites from the Mishnah in Zvachim. When the Jews came to Gilgal, then it was permitted for people to bring certain of the karbanais on private altars on private mizbachos that were called bamais that were not necessarily in Gilgal. When the, when the house of Hashem was brought over to Noiv and to Gibbon, again, it was permitted for them to bring certain karbanais and to eat those karbanais that were brought on private mizbachos, on private altars. And all of this, the Rebbe explains, is as a preface to what comes after this in the Mishnah, which is, but once they came to Yerushalayim, then all private altars were prohibited from that moment on. And there was no more dispensation for bringing a carbon on a private altar. This became their inheritance. But the Rambam, while bringing the history part, where the Mishkan was, the different places, and for how long, does not bring the halacha part of it that in certain places they were allowed to bring karbanas and bamais, but once they came to Yerushalayim, they were not. And we understand why the Rambam doesn't bring this down simply. Because whatever was, was. Whatever was before the Jews came to Yerushalayim was. But the Rambam, again, is focused on what will be for all generations. Once they came to Yerushalayim, building any other private um, altars or any other private places to serve Hashem was categorically prohibited. It's not, it's not seminal for the Rambam to include those details on the, from the Mishnayis, because he sums it up in one halacha. Once B'nai Israel came to Yerushalayim, it was prohibited to build anywhere else. Well, he calls that. 
So based on all of this, once we examine the Mishnah from which the Rambam called Halacha base, and we see what he included and what he didn't, so now our wonder at what the Rambam does do in Halacha Beis is just enlarged. Aleph. So now we, we're even more kind of surprised that the Rambam felt it necessary to list the places where those earlier houses for Hashem existed in Eretz Israel. And not only he lists where they were, but he lists for how long they were, which is certainly just a historic reference. And Gimel, and thirdly, and even more surprising is that he lists how many years those um, houses for Hashem existed in the different locations once they came into Eretz Yisrael, this is a detail that even the Mishnah doesn't list. So what compels the Rambam to list this? Hey, so now this is the transition to understanding what the Rambam wants to teach us. The Yuvan, and we'll understand all this, Bahakdim, Bir, Hatam, Shehevi, Harambam, Behilchas, Belochim, Aiska is Bemitzus, Minui Melech, Gam is Mitzus, Binin, Beis, Habachira. All of this will become clear. All of this will be reconciled. All of this will be resolved first by prefacing why it is that in Hilchas, Belochim, in the halachas concerning the um, coronation of kings for Jews, the Rambam brings down also the mitzvah of building a Baisamikdash, the Chal Eisen Shleish mitzvahs, and all of the three mitzvahs. And before the Rebbe explains that, he says, and by the way, in like fashion, Matzinu Basefer HaMitzvahs. It's not just in the Yad Chazaka, but it's also in the Sefer HaMitzvahs LaHarambam, where he delineates all the mitzvahs of the Torah. And over there, he writes, Shabiyach in conjunction with the mitzvah of building the Mikdash, the Rambam writes, We were commanded to build a house of worship to Hashem. As it says, Mikdash, and Hoisiv, and then he adds, in the, in the language, in the verbiage used by the Sifri, there are three mitzvahs that B'nai Yisrael were commanded to observe once they came in to Eretz Yisrael. To appoint upon themselves a king. And to build for them the chosen home. And to annihilate the seed of Amalek. The Gambaza in a move on. And so Rebbe says, and this too we have to understand. Ma in a base hamitzas ha'echeres, it's a mitzvah binyan base hamikdash. What do the other two mitzvahs, the mitzvah of appointing a king and the mitzvah of annihilating the seed of Amalek, what do they have to do with the mitzvah of building the base hamikdash? The Rambam keeps insisting on grouping them together. Gam, Sichas, the bar of Kaloshan HaGemar Vasifri, and also the way in which he begins this 
ter- his terminology in the Sefer HaMitzvah, which he adopts from the Gemara and the Sefri, Shalosh Mitzvahs, that there are three mitzvahs. There is a triumvirate. It seems like this is completely extra. Okay, so we're used to the Rebbe doing this with Rashi. And here you could see that the Rebbe trains his microscopic analysis on every text in the same way. And here you're seeing it in the Rambam and the Sefer Hamitzvahs. What are these seemingly extraneous words doing here? Shalosh Mitzvahs. Why are they extra? Kevan Shaman Altar. Because he, he delineates the three mitzvahs afterwards. So why do you have to say there are three mitzvahs? Give us the three mitzvahs. As Gimel HaMitzvahs Bipartius. He delineates in detail the three mitzvahs. Vim Cain, and if so, Lama Lahaktim is Misparim Ubalashanashas, Minyana Lamale. And if so, why does he have to begin by saying there are three mitzvahs? And to use the terminology from the Gemara, minyana lamale. Why do I need the number? It seems extra. You're going to tell me what the three mitzvahs are. I'm going to understand there are three mitzvahs. The ain my parish rashi sham, and we cannot say that this question is addressed by Rashi over there in the Gemara, where Rashi says, sorry, yeah, in the Gemara Sanhedrin. Lahaki, therefore, Nakat Shalosh Halalu, therefore, he um, cites these three mitzvahs. Why? Shehin Tluyas Zubazu, because these three mitzvahs are interconnected. One is dependent on the other. This is a good usage of the term intersectionality. Okay. So they're connected to each other. Laasaisan Kisidron. They have to be done in a certain order. Melech, first you have to appoint a king. Afterwards, you have to annihilate a malik. And then you build the base of the district. But the Rebbe says that doesn't answer the question of why the Rambam has these seemingly extraneous words. Rashi here is only explaining why these three mitzvahs are cited together in a cluster, but he's not explaining the extra, the seemingly extra word, he's explaining conceptually why these three mitzvahs belong together, but he's not explaining the extra two words that the Rambam uses in Sefer HaMitzvahs, and that is what the Rebbe is questioning. Why does he feel compelled to write Shalosh Mitzvahs before he delineates the Shalosh Mitzvahs, the three mitzvahs? Why do that? Vav. So now, once the Rebbe has led with um, explaining that this is also stylistically include in the Sefer HaMitzvahs. And in the Sefer HaMitzvahs, we seem to have extraneous words. Now we're in a better position to understand the resolution, and the explanation to all of the questions we asked. Shalosh Mitzvahs Halalu, these three mitzvahs, Hin and Rashi, Tluyes, Zu, Bazu. They depend on each other. Hainu, meaning, 
Sha'av shehin gimel mitzvahs nefradois, even though they are three separate mitzvahs, that's true. Mikol mokayim kol achas mi mitzvahs elu, higam prat bevez ha mitzvahs But still in all, each one of these mitzvahs is also a detail of the other two. So appointing a king is a seminal detail in the mitzvah of destroying Amalek and building the base of Mikdash. Building the base of Mikdash is a seminal detail in the mitzvah of destroying Amalek and appointing a king, and so on. And it's not just a detail, it's what gives the other, what it's what gives each mitzvah its completion. So without the other two mitzvahs, each one of these mitzvahs is bereft of an important component. Shleimus mitzvahs minui melech nifelis kishemiskaimois mitzvahs achrasa zarishal amalek or mitzvahs binibesa bechira. So the completion of the mitzvah to appoint a king is only affected when you have also destroyed the seed of Amalek and you've built a base of Mikdash. And it's the same thing with all the other mitzvahs. And so now we understand that the mitzvah to build the base of the mitzvah to build the base of Mikdash is dependent on the mitzvahs of appointing a king and completely doing battle with Amalek. And in this continuum, we deduce, we extrapolate also from the Pasuk, So till now we have learned that they're interdependent, but now another thing the Rebbe says that we extrapolate, that we deduce from the Sukkim is that there is a certain order. First, you have to appoint a king. Then you have to destroy, you have to annihilate the seed of Amalek. And afterwards, the building of the Beis Hamikdash. This is to say, it's not only that this is the order, this is the trajectory, this is the timetable of the obligation and the mitzvahs as to how they have to be observed by B'nai Yisrael. Nitzdabul Yisrael, Gavra, the way that they were commanded to B'nai Yisrael. So that would be the focus on who has to do the mitzvah. But no, it's the, the order is important to how you fulfill the mitzvahs. It is a part of appointing a king. Why? Because mitzad hageter shel melech. Because when you look at the distinctive role and the characteristic of a king, it becomes clear that there is a necessity to wipe out the arch enemy of B'nai Yisrael. And then, and to build the Beis HaMikdash. In other words, it's part and parcel of what it means for the Jews to have sovereignty, for the Jews to have their own king. 
Midrash Hakim de Minu Melech Then when you look at the mitzvah of building a base Hamikdash, when you look at what a base Hamikdash is, when you look at the characteristics of having a house for Hashem, that is a base Olamim, that is an eternal home, that necessitates having a king. It necessitates, again, doing battle and completely wiping out your arch enemy. And that is why the Rambam brings in Halacha Beis, the Psukim by Hiki Yashav HaMelech Bevesai. And it was when the king sat in his house, this is Shmuel Beis, Perak Zayin, and Hashem gave him rest from all of his surrounding enemies. And David HaMelech said, Al Nasan Hanavi, to Nasan the prophet, I am sitting in a palace, I am sitting in a house made of great cedars, and, and, and Hashem doesn't have a house. And the Rambam brings down this, these psukim, not just to prove regarding the order of how these mitzvahs should be observed. To prove the order of how these psukim should, I'm sorry, to prove the order of how the mitzvah should be observed, we already have psukim that the Gemara brings down. But what does the Rambam want to do? Be'ikar, mainly the Rambam wants to prove that building the Beis Hamikdash is part of the mitzvah of having a king. And in the same way, part of appointing a king and having a Jewish sovereign is the obliteration of a malik. You see the words that the Rebbe is underscoring when the Melech was sitting in his house and it was when Hashem gave him rest from the surrounding enemies by Yemah So it proves not only that these three mitzvahs have to be done in a certain order when the Jews come into Eretz Yisrael, but that they are interdependent on each other and that each one brings fruition to the others. And now we understand why the Rambam brings down all three mitzvahs, when he talks about the halachas of appointing a king, and also when he talks about the mitzvah say of building a mikdash in the safe in in the safer mitzvahs, he and and in, and in his yacht he includes shores of bazoo because they are connected, and so this those words that seemed extra are not extra at all. But this the Rambam is highlighting the intersectionality, the interdependence of these three mitzvahs. Zayin, lefize. Once we understand this. Then we're in a position to also understand the, the continuation of the halachis at the beginning of Hilchais Beis Habachira. And again, the Rambam writes there, It's a positive commandment to construct a house for Hashem, that is ready 
for bringing karbanis, etc. As it says in our parsha, and you shall make for me a dwelling place, a sanctuary. And the Ramam continues. And the Torah has already taught us about the fact that Moshe made a Mishkan, but that was only temporary. Hainu, meaning Shemitzvah Binyan With this, the Rambam wants to teach us that the mitzvah of building a home for Hashem, this is the huge chiddush. What the Rebbe is going to do now, he's going to prove through carefully parsing the texts and the proof texts that the Rambam brings down, that what the Rambam is teaching is that all of the Bati Mikdash are part of one mitzvah, despite the differences between them in era, in location, in how they were built, and so on and so forth, that the mitzvah applies to all the Bati Mikdash, and the mitzvah of building a Bayis Lashem applies also to the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu made. The kevan and because the mitzvah of building the base hamigdash is contingent on the two additional mitzvahs, that is the appointment of a king and the annihilation of Amalek. So because in the mitzvah of building the base Hamikdash, it is contingent on the other two mitzvahs, because in order for there to be a base Hamikdash, in order for it to be complete characteristically, there has to be the abating of the threat from the enemy, meaning Amalek, and there has to be a king. So we have to say, that this is true by every single iteration of a base Hamikdash. Vahainu meaning. This is a huge chiddush that even though the other two mitzvahs were only mitzvahs of Bnei Yisrael were commanded once they went into Eretz Yisrael, but that is only to the completion of all three mitzvahs. But because, based on everything that the Rambam has told us, that we can only understand through the Rebbe analyzing the text so carefully, the Rambam is teaching us that the building of a house for Hashem is all part of one mitzvah, therefore, that that the words from our parsha this is all inclusive for all of the iterations of a house for Hashem and it also includes all the previous iterations move on this means that even in the earlier iterations before the base hamikdash it means that if there was a Mishkan, this only happened after there was a Melech, there was a king. And after the Jews had rest from all of their surrounding enemies. 
Because what the Rambam has taught us is that these mitzvahs are interdependent on each other. He has also taught us that the mitzvah building a house for Hashem is not split up in different mitzvahs. For a time, there was a mitzvah building a mishkan. For a time, there was a mitzvah of building more temporary structures, even in Eretz Yisrael. And then there was Beis HaMikdash. No, the Rambam has emphatically told us it's part of one mitzvah. And if so, then somehow before the mishkan was built, the other two aspects had to already be in place. And the Chabbat says, Ella, but because the completion of the Beis Hamikdash for generations only came in Yerushalayim, so too all of the conditions and all the parameters have to be in place. Minui Melech appointing a king, and the the war with Amalek, and the completion of those other two mitzvahs is only dafka through the building of the base of Mikdash. And this is why the Rambam brings down the Pasuk of Asul Mikdash, and right away continues to say, that the Torah has already taught us about the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu built, and that was only temporary. temporary. Because simply speaking, the commandment was regarding the Mishkan that Moshe made. And the Rambam wants to teach us that through Moshe building the Mishkan, temporary as it was, this was also the observance of the mitzvah building a house for Hashem, I'll call Hagdarim Shaboy, inclusive of all of the parameters. How so? Because Moshe Rabbeinu was a king, like the Rambam wrote, and you could see it in the footnote where he wrote this. And this was also and building the Mishkan also took place after the Jews finally had peace from battling Amalek. And his nation by, by sword. And from that time on, the Rambam is teaching us there is this mitzvah Forever, va'asuli mikdash, you shall make for me a sanctuary. And this is not separate from the bati mikdash that would come later. Ches, And once we understand what the Rambam wants to teach us, we can understand what seems to be wordiness on the part of the Rambam. It seems to be that the Rambam's you know, is, is, is relating all this in elongated fashion. But no, he's doing this to underscore this point. First, the Rambam begins with referencing the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu made that was temporary. And then in Halacha Beis, as we said earlier, 
I'm sorry, I, I just saw a message in the chat that I don't hear anything. But you've been hearing me all along, I'm assuming, I hope. Okay, so hopefully this person sorted it out. I, I wasn't focusing on the chat, and all of a sudden I saw this. Okay. Um, so after the Rambam says this, V'himshech, and he continues in Halacha Beis, K'ban sh'nichnesu la'aretz, ha'midu ha'mishkan be'gilgol, ha'bahasri sh'ana, she'kav sh'v'cholku. Then he delineates that when they went into Eretz Yisrael, they set up the Mishkan Gilgal for 14 years during the time of the conquest and the distribution of the parcels of land. She'bazem, mevar, she'tzibri, v'asu limiktash. So why does he go into all that seemingly historic stuff that we asked earlier, why does he do this? And, and even though the Mishnah does this, in the Mishnah, it's, it's uh, connected to a certain halacha about the Bamais. But here, the, he, the Rambam doesn't bring down that halacha, but he does add the years. Why does he do it? So what he wants to teach with this is, that the Mishkan that Maisha built, the words from our parsha, is not a... Sivoy was not a commandment for a temporary, transient, small blip in time. No, it is for all generations. Vikaimuhu, and this was also observed and kept, and the reason why he delineates all the places and the times is to underscore that the Jews were keeping this mitzvah in all of those instances. The Mishkan that Moshe built in the Midbar, because it was during a time of travels and it had to be set up and taken apart often, therefore it was built as a Oihel, more like a tent. Very obviously temporary. And therefore, to create a temporary structure continued when they went into Eretz Yisrael, and they were not yet in a position to build something that would remain. And so this continued for those 14 years when it was all Lefisha, was all transient, and they were still very involved in conquering the land and sep you know, separating the parcels of land. But the Rebbe tells us Yeshua was the Melech then. And then from there they came to Shilai. At the point when they came to Shilai, they were in a better place regarding Menucha. They were in, in a place with more, um, let's say, stability. After they conquered the land and they divided the land. And for that reason, they built a house of stone. It wasn't a temporary structure. It wasn't a like they had built until that point in the various places. And how long did they stay there? 369 years, but even afterwards, and then when the Rambam delineates the places that were after Gilgal, I'm sorry, after Shilai, 
Kiloimar, this is to say, Gamal When he tells us his history, he calls those places a Mikdash, even though the Aron Hashem had been captured and was not in those in those sanctuaries. And even though in a number of places, those places in um, in a number of sources, those geographic locations, Noiv and Givain, are actually referred to as great Bamais, as great private um, sanctuaries or altars, rather than being referred to as a Mikdash. Yet the Rambam refers to it as a Mikdash when he gives us his history. Why? Ki mitzvahs binin ha-Mikdash Gam Oz, because the Rambam is hammering home the point that in all of these iterations, irrespective of the difference in structure or what was contained therein, it was all called a Mishkan, all, all called a Mikdash. It's all part of the mitzvah that is given to us in this week's parasha. But because it wasn't complete menucha was a complete rest from milchama alkain base that's why these are not called eternal houses it's only when they went to Yerushalayim from giving that is called an eternal resting place at that point they had a king David, in David and in his son Shlomai, and at last they had the completion of the rest from our arch nemesis Amalek. Tess. Alpihana, based on what we said above, Yuvan Gamatam, Shekhasav Harambam, Bereish, Hilchas Malachim, it is called Gimel Mitzvah Elu. Now we could understand why. In Hilchas Malachim, the halachas about king, the Rambam includes the other two mitzvahs. And why over there he dafka opts to bring a pasuk from her A, you shall seek his presence and you should come there, which is not the pasuk that he used in Hilchas Beis Sabachira. It's not the pasuk that the Gemara and the Sifri use. But why? Why does he not use Why doesn't he use the pasuk from this week's parsha that he uses in Hilchas Beis Habechira? Why doesn't he use the pasuk that the Gemara uses that is very clearly speaking about the Beis Hamikdash in Yerushalayim? Kisham Mairi Bahazman because the pasuk that the Gemara uses from Re'e is clearly talking about after Bnei Yisrael come into the land, after they conquer and after they divide. And there, as the Rebbe just explained to us, there was already, and then there was already the completion of the other two mitzvahs that are interdependent. Even before the Mikdash was built in, in Yerushalayim, there was already the other two mitzvahs. In Shilai, we already had the building of a house 
rather than an oihel, rather than a tent. And we also had the menucha in Eretz Israel. And this was all under the ages of Yeshua, who had been appointed as a king. Yeshua was appointed as a king through Moshe Rabbeinu and the basin of Moshe Rabbeinu. The way in which a king has to be appointed for all generations, it has to be through a basin. A king is appointed through a basin of 70 elders and through a navi. And this is different than the Mishkan, that was only temporary, was only in the Midbar, because they were traveling from one place to another. And they were not in a place of rest. And also the other mitzvah of appointing a king, Moshe was not appointed like the other kings, in conformity with the details of how a melech is appointed. Because as we all know, Moshe was appointed by Hashem, God Almighty, and not through a navi, and not through a basin. Yud. And through this, we can now reconcile the question we asked. That I'm sorry, a new question that is asked. Sorry, there's a question that is asked about a halacha, another halacha in Beis Abchira, in Hilchos Beis Abchira. The Yuvan Hanilmod Mimeno Lahalacha Bepel, and we'll understand what what we can learn from the practical halacha. And in Hilchos Beis Abchira, the Rambam is hands down of sock. And the Rambam writes, It is prohibited for a person. It's forbidden for a person to make a house, to build a house in the same style or structure as the porch or the vestibule that was in the base Hamikdash. Or to create a courtyard that is like the Azara, the courtyard in the base of Mikdash. The cave on Shakala Binyanam Shahiskiya Rambam Hayalahem Din Mikdash. And because all of the houses that the Rambam lists all had the halacha of a Mikdash, this is the whole chiddush of this sikha, is that what the Rambam was doing was creating a cohesiveness. And the Rambam teaches that they all come under the category of the words in Arur Parsha Ba'asuli Mikdash. Let's leave the brackets for a moment. We might say, that the Isser, that the Rambam is telling us that it's forbidden for a Jew to build this house stylistically like the Beis Hamikdash, Chalgam Alatabnis. Also applies to the style of the Mishkan. The Mishkan Shilai, the Mishkan Shilai, the Givain. The Mishkan is in Naiv and in Givain. And, um, and in the brackets, um, the, he brings down that the Rambam uh, talks there about the parallels between how the Beis Hamidrash was built 
and how the Mishkan in the Midbar was built. So the Rebbe brings down Sa'if Yud to further bolster this thesis that all of the Batei Mikdash are of one cloth. And, and this is again, a huge chidush because conventionally it's understood that the Mishkan, the mitzvah of the Mishkan and the Midbar is one thing. And the mitzvah of building a, a, a base habachira, a base hamikdash, is another thing. And through this very, very careful analysis of which pesukim the Rambam uses where and what else he includes in the halachas, the Rebbe proves that it's that the Rambam is teaching us that it's all of one cloth. Your aleph is now the way in which we understand this alpichasidus. Habir bazeh beprimis hanyanim. And this explanation in the innermost understanding of this inyam. When you look at the seder, I'm sorry, when you look at the teichen, you look at the content, and you look at the order of these mitzvahs, chasidus teaches and illuminates for us what this means in our life. That the mitzvah of appointing a king is the mitzvah of establishing within yourself yira, reverence, and awe for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ki melech, because the whole construct of a king, in Yanai, the whole idiom of a melech is, Yare es Hashem Yisbarach b'yeser es. That he has this incredibly potent awe and reverence for Hashem, and constantly is in a state of self abnegation to Hashem. And it's through the agency of the Melech that the whole nation gets this reverence and this self-abnegation, this bitul. And there's, there's a, it's late, a lot to talk about, but just one halacha, for instance, just to prove this point, or just to kind of to illustrate this point, you know how we bow at certain points in Shvan Esrei. But when the Melech B'Yisrael, the Jewish king used to daven, he would bow at the first point and remain bowed for the entirety of the prayer. That's just one illustration that a king is all about yira and bit. And once we have this level of yira, that in Hasidic terminology, this is the spiritual service of bending oneself, of, again, self-abnegation. Then you have to go to the next mitzvah. You have to totally obliterate, you have to erase Amalek. What's that? That's the Indian of that you should clean out and completely um, destroy the bad that is in you. So appointing a king is about Yira, which is about Yira and Bittel, which is a skafia, because a skafia is when you bend the negative aspects of yourself. And that's the whole idea of Bittel. 
is hafcha. The next level is when you transform the bad to good, you transmute that. So obliterating Amalek is about not just keeping the bad within you at bay, keeping it, you know, under control. It's not just about Iskafia. It's about Ishafcha. It's about completely transforming it. And only after you did the avoid of Iskafia, the avoid of appointing a king, the avoid of Yira and Bitu, and then you did Ishafcha, you obliterated the Amalek that is within us. You completely transformed it. And only after that, Efshar, it's possible, and it's necessary, then we come to a level called Yira Ilah, in exalted reverence of Hashem. That comes through building a base Hamikdash. About the base Hamikdash, it says, and you shall revere my, my Mikdash. And by the way, unbelievable from the Rebbe about that this is not just the base of Middash, this is each one of our own homes where the woman is the Kayin Gadol, but that's for another time. And this level of Yira Ilah, this comes from the from the modality, from the Bechina of Chachma, Shehi Inyan HaTayra. And Chachma is Tayra. And this is true in every generation, even in the generations after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, because we learn the Gemara Brachis that even after the Beis Hamikdash is destroyed, Hashem says, "You have me in the Dalit Amay Shel Halacha. You have me in the learning of Torah. You have this construct of the Beis Hamikdash." Now we can understand the reason for why the the um, tzibori, the commandment of building the base of mikdash, and the building of the first mikdash, hamishkan, the the mishkan, practically now we understand why it had to take place to Meish Rabbeinu. Remember how we went over this again and again and again. This seems to be extra. That the Rambam writes that we already learned in the Torah that the Mishkan that Meish made was only Lefisha. The Rebbe is explaining. What do we learn from this? Because the drawing down of the Torah to all of, of all of B'nai Yisrael, which is the only way you could come to Yira Ilah, he alidei Moshe. This only happens through Moshe. Kamoshe matzinu b'gemara l'pasuk v'ata Yisrael ma Hashem al-kechashal minka. This is so beautiful. Like we find in the Gemara, the Gemara questions, the pasuk, and now, O Israel, what does Hashem, your God, ask of you? Ki im Yira, only that you should fear him. Umakshinan and the Gemara asks, Atu Yira Milsa Zutrasahi? This thing, Yira, is a small thing. <laughs> it's a, the, the Torah says, Ma Shemalkecha What does Hashem ask of you? He's only asking you to, to revere him. I'm only asking you to take out the garbage once a week. Like, really? Atu Yira Milsa Zutrasahi? This thing called Yira is a small thing. 
on metamics the Gemara. So the Gemara answers the question right away and says, Ain, yes. When you're talking about Moshe, it's a small thing. And therefore, the beginning of all sovereignty, even the lower level of reverence and awe, which is linked with appointing a king, and through the building of the Mishkan, which is Yira Ilah, the higher level of reverence, that came afterwards, they both had to come. It all had to come through Mesha, because only through Mesha do you get this level. And Yisirim, as you look at the brackets, in and Hamishkan, Hamikdash, Halayhu Kamay Marzal, Bitoichay Loynemar, Ella Bitoicham, right? This is probably the most famous thing about this puzzle, that it says, It doesn't say, right? Grammatically, it should have said, you shall build for me a sanctuary and I will dwell within it. It doesn't say that. It says, I will dwell amongst them. And our Chachamim teaches, that inside of us, we have a sanctuary. And, you know, everybody, I think, or many people know the song, Bilvavi Mishkan Evna, I'm going to build a sanctuary within my heart, and so on and so forth. So, this means, everybody can and must affect a situation where within them they build a Mishkan Mikdash. Bishachanti b'seicham, so Hashem can rest amongst us. Va'akoyach alzeh, and the energy and the strength and the ability to do this. Nitan loy mifchinas Moshe shebenafshay. The Alter Rebbe famously says in the Tanya that each one of us has a bechina of Moshe in us. Ukabir Abenu Hazokin, and like the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya, yeah, Tanya Perak Membeis. That reverence of God is a small thing. Lagabe each one of us. Like the Torah says, I'm asking it of all of you. So the Gemara answers, it's a small thing. Lagabe For Moshe it's a small thing to have awe of Hashem. And al says, we all have a Bechina of Moshe within us. And therefore Hashem could say, I'm asking from all of you. On the other hand, but still in all, the completion, the crescendo of building a bias for Hashem happened only in Yerushalayim. Because the concept of Jewish sovereignty in completion and in revealed manner, Nifal Alidei David Amelach was affected through David Melech, Ad Legili Hamakos Betachlos Hashlemos, until we would come to the revelation of this sovereignty in the nth degree, in its ultimate completion, which will happen, Kashayamoy Melech Mibes David. And here we have the words of the Rambam from Hilchis Melachim that the Rebbe cited over and over and over when he spoke about Mashiach. When there will stand up a king from the house of David, who toils in Tyra 
and is constantly involved with mitzvahs. Kedavid Aviv, like David his father. V'yachov kol Yisrael lelechba. And he will, um, I think Yachov means to force. I'm trying to find a word that doesn't sound, you know, so abrasive to our ears in 2022. I think it does really mean to force. And this king will force all of B'nai Yisrael to go in that way. Olechazig batka. And he will strengthen all the breaches. Hashem. And he will wage the war of Hashem. Ubana Mikdash And ultimately, Mashiach will build the base Hamikdash in its place. Sha'az Yia Inyan Hamelach Bishlemus. At that time, we will finally have the concept of a Jewish king in its ultimate perfection. And we will no longer have to worry about any iteration of Amalek, even the Amalek within us that seeks to cool us down from doing mitzvahs and throw cold water on our passion. Hashem's name will be complete. His throne will be complete. There will be the revealed sovereignty of Hashem. And, and this will also be expressed in the completion of the building of the base of Mikdash. An everlasting building. And you could still hear the Rebbe saying those words. This will be the Mikdash that Hashem will build with his hands. May this be very speedily in our day. Amen la amen. Okay, I see something in the Thank chat. Thank you. All the periods of time when these temporary dwellings were built and destroyed, was there a potential to build a permanent base of Mikdash? As a goal, was always a potential, all going back to leaving Egypt and even to Ghanaian. I think the answer to that would be yes. Uh, for those of you who are not in the chat, let me read that question properly. Um, someone is asking during all the periods of time when these temporary dwellings were built and destroyed, was there a potential to build a permanent base Hamikdash? As Gula was always a potential, all going back to leaving Egypt and even to Ghanaian. The answer to that would seem to be yes. We, we learn over and over and over again that there was always that potential. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I want to wish everybody a chaydish um, It should be a very, very good chaydish for all of us, filled with everything good. And Hashem should grant a refresh lema to Harab Yisaf Yitzchak Ben Sima Chasia. Amen. Hold to everybody. Thank you. Thank you.